Is where we begin. The end is where we begin. That is the truth. What does it really mean when you say the end is where we begin? I think it's Isaiah 46 says the Lord knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And we kind of went into that a few shows back, talking about prophecy and such. Today, I want to look at something, a lot of things. I want you to ponder on a passage, again from Isaiah, a very good book. If you're going to sit down and start reading your Bible you know, and you're you're a saved Christian, of course. You want to read your Bible. You want to get back into it a little deeper than you, maybe you have in the past. I, I start with Isaiah. I mean, it'll blow your mind. Isaiah is prose and poetic in in history and uh, prophecy. You know, all in one. It's it, there's there's so many layers that we can get from it, but. A wonderful, wonderful book for the Christian to read. Isaiah 5.20 Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Is that not a picture of the world we live in? As we watch this landscape of things that that are exploding in front of our eyes, right in front of our eyes these days. We're seeing things that we thought we'd never see ever in our lifetimes, at least mine. I mean, if you if you are a student of Bible prophecy and you're a student of the Bible period, you know that the Lord told us these, th- these times would come in the end days. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy in chapter 3 that perilous times would come. Men would become lovers of themselves. How much more narcissism do we need to see in this world before we decide that people are so stuck on themselves? Everything's about me, and you can get it from everywhere. You can get it from your politicians. You can get it from the pulpit. You can get it out on the street. You can get it from your family. They all seem to be infecting themselves with a narcissistic narcissistic gene, something that we don't need to be engaged in. We need to start looking outside of ourselves. I want to cover a few things. I brought up, I did a, I did a whole show the other day on the Great Reset, and I thought that was a wonderful piece uh, that it, it came from a, a Catholic priest who, I, I don't know, he, this, this guy's worth listening to, at least in this regard, that 
you know, there's this thing that you can see happening. They're trying to get us engaged in, in the whole picture of, you know, dehumanizing you and, and locking you in and all this stuff that's going on. Now, as with a lot of things, the Great Reset has a couple of different layers to it. There's the the one that, that this guy brought forth, and I, 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 sh- I, I had it in a, at a previous show, and maybe we'll go deeper into that again soon, it's very soon, because it's worth a, re- a repetition and maybe a little bit deeper diving. But let me, t- let me say this. It's a, it's a multi-layered thing. First, there's that personal layer that they're putting on us. The personal layer being, you know, wear the mask and lock in and stay away from your family. Don't have Thanksgiving. Cancel Christmas. It's dehumanizing. It's social distancing. Now, I have no problem with social distancing in the context of being out in a store. I can't stand to have people up on top of me. I think we should, that, that to me is just a simple fact of being courteous. Courteousness is gone. But now it's forced upon us that we have to stay away from people and we shouldn't get too close because, oh my goodness, we might give them the disease. The virus is everywhere. And you know what? We can't poo-poo and laugh and and try to stay away from thinking about this thing because it is. It's, it can be dangerous. It's something that we really need to be serious about, but not to the point where we exercise ourselves from our entire family. You know, sometimes the family gets broken up in different ways other than the government coming in saying, stay away from your children. I, I like how one guy put it, it's COVID-1984 as a reference to the George L. Orwell novel, 1984, a good read. I think we all need to go back to that one because it's unfolding in 2020. A lot of people have said over the many years that they would that the Lord was going to have a, a great revival in these end days. I think those great revivals, worldwide revival, you know, they happen in spurts and in places. Uh, we talk about, you know, we want to see that. We'd love to see a real worldwide revival where people turn their lives over to Jesus Christ. But I don't see it. Not in the world that we live in. There are people who are so evil. There are people who are so away from God I don't see how they could ever get back. Now, the Lord can do anything, and he can do it with anybody. He did it with me. And you didn't know me before now, and many of you maybe don't know me now, but you know you can tell that there's a change, that something happened somewhere and brought me closer to God. He did. He got a hold of me. But I do believe, as far as we we talk about all the time about having a worldwide revival and this great awakening or whatever. I'd love to see it, but I don't see it happening. 
they're trying to shut the churches down, and a lot of the churches have to capitulate to it. And I say at this point in time, the next time that your governor says, you can't meet, you'd meet anyway. Oh, but we can't. Romans 13 says to bow down to government. No, Romans 13 means you go along with government, you pray for your, your leaders so that you'll live a peaceful life. That's, that's what uh, is also written in 1 Timothy. But in, in Romans chapter 13 gets blown out of proportion as to following along blindly behind government because government says so. When government goes against God, that's where I, I separate. You know, homosexual marriage. Are you, as a Christian, are you on board with that? Abortion up until the child is born, are you on board with that? How about this one? We've gone from abortion of children to the euthanization of elderly people. Are you on board with that? It's coming. It's already happening in some places. Those more progressive nations like Denmark. Probably uh, Holland. They're always good for jumping on board with the weirdness. People, we need to wake up. That's what we need is a great awakening. A great awakening. But what happens? How does that come to fruition? Usually... Uh, an explosion in the church where people are coming together in mass to 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 uh, make commit uh, to, to come to Christ to accept Him as their Savior to to become part of the body of Christ, the true church, usually comes with persecution. Look at the first century church. It was persecution by the Romans. It was persecution by the Jews that blew that church wide open. People still, they flocked to Christ. They did it under the penalty of death in China, the Middle East, and, and many other places where there's an authoritative or authoritarian hand on people's necks. We see an explosion in the church, the true church, people that want to go to church. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to believe in the Western world, the things that you see. You know, you go to church on Sunday, there may be a, a, a lot of people there Sunday morning. If your church still has a Sunday evening service, hardly anybody shows up. You have a Wednesday service, Hardly anybody less than Sunday night shows up. Why is that? Oh, well, we got what we needed on Sunday morning. If you've, if you've gotten enough of God, you should be dead. While we live, we should be striving for more of him, not more of us. That goes back to that, that whole thing about being narcissists. We need to start looking at ourselves. There's a movement afoot as well as I move on. Hashtag alone together. That doesn't make a bit of sense, does it? They want us to, it's, it's all about the COVID, being alone because you're locked in, but we're together because we have our computer. But yet we still see a spike in suicides when these lockdowns happen. We see depression become, you know, clinical depression become 
bigger and bigger. We see drug abuse, spousal abuse, child abuse. It elevates. People cannot coexist locked in where they can't get some space. Yeah, so think about it. If you're in New York and you've got an apartment, and maybe it's not that big because most people can't afford a huge apartment in that big city. You're locked in there. Maybe you got three rooms. Kids are screaming. Wife's upset. You're not working because COVID. Everybody's, you're wondering where the next paycheck's coming. Is the government going to keep taking care of me and send me a stimulus? And because of their ignorance, the second one never did come. They didn't want to make Trump look good. Hashtag alone together. I'm going to go a little deeper in that someday, soon. Because it, I didn't, I, I looked at the website that they have, and it's it's just, you know, Daisy Mayfair flowers and puppy dogs kind of stuff, you know. But they're not really going to look at the bottom line of lockdowns. And if this office of the president-elect guy gets in, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to follow the science, he says. The science should have told them that this guy's too old to be the president of the United States. It's a sham. He can't. You watch him walk. Now, I don't, I'm not making fun. Uh, yeah, I am probably. Take it how you want. You watch this man walk across the stage to the microphone. He looks like the walking dead. He, it's little feeblish steps. He's not in good shape mentally or physically. He's not going to last long. Your next president's going to be his running mate, Kamala. Yeah, I said it wrong. Oh, well. Let's look at this thing that he likes to throw out. Now, you know, in the English language, we have words that sound the same. And some of them spelled the same and sound different, whatever. And it's an, it, we have an interesting language, one that most people don't understand. But we as uh, Americans and, and other English speakers, we do. Our brother, Brother Joe, Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, whatever he wants to call himself, keeps using this term, time to heal. We were on a healing process. The only thing that kept us from healing was the people on the left who kept running at stuff that didn't make any sense. To them, it seemed, well, we got to get him out of there. Orange man bad, as they say. He's got to go. Trump, orange, all this kind of, it's just, I mean, you you can say whatever you want about him, but if you say something negative about Joe Biden, you'll get sponged off of Facebook. I did. I had an idiot liberal who wrote a, a, a long, you know, not an article, she's just a dimwit, and, and knocking Trump and, and saying, we need more apathy. We need an apathetic uh, candidate like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They're, they have apathy and they, the empathy and all this other throwing big fancy words around about how, how nice they are. Well, wait till they get in. You'll find out how nice they are. I wrote one little line. I, I, I wish I had, I thought I screen captured it. I did, but somehow I lost it. And all I said is, it's funny. You know, you, you trash Trump, and then you want to talk about empathy and apathy and all this other stuff. 
Maybe you need to try a little empathy. Maybe you need to try a little bit of kindness. And Facebook came back on me and they said, look, you have violated the community standards. I never said anything horrible about anybody. I just said you need, I didn't, I didn't use racial slurs. I didn't curse because I don't. I didn't do any of that. All I did was say, Biden, and you need to be more apathetic or empathetic. Oh boy, you're not allowed to do that. I appealed, it got nowhere, I didn't care. This same person wrote another wrote another uh, long paragraph about and it's it's rambling and ignorant and stupid and talking about how you know Trump's bad and this and horrible stuff and then talking about going to Washington and uh, castrating people and all kinds of junk and right in the middle of it dot 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 comma whatever she writes yeah I, I'll say it and this is a white girl this is a Caucasian person saying this. She says, there's too many white people. They call evil good and good evil people. And if you start looking into some of these candidates that are running for the Senate, especially Raphael Warnock, he's a racist. I'll say it right here. But I'm not going to say there's too many black people. I love black people. I've had some very good friends in the past. And to this day, that are black folks, African Americans. But there are some out there that are just stewed with hatred. Raphael Warnock, you look him up. There's some YouTube stuff out there about what he said about we, we're engaging the idol, idol, idolatry of whiteness. If I said that, in, a, in the context that he said it about there's too many white people, there's too many white people in power and all that stuff, I guarantee I'd get censored. I'd probably get a, a, a visit from the sheriff or something. We are really looking at some horrible stuff. Time to heal. H-E-A-L. That's what they're saying. That we've had four years of horribleness. We haven't really. We've had four years of seeing people being treated equally. Trump has said some things in tweets that you have to kind of either ignore or whatever. To tweet. People tweet stupidity. Yeah, the President of the United States should probably watch what he says, but that's up to him. He's a man. He can do what he wants. Here's the thing. Time to heal. I want you to let this marinate and sink in as we close out today. Time to H-E-E heal. Time to heal, dog. I think that's what he really means. That's what the party of the left, I think, really wants is for us to heal. I don't think that people on the conservative right and Christians, real Christians, the ones that, the ones that don't back up abortion, the ones that don't back up gay marriage and all the other stuff that the left is all for, real Christian people, people who know Christ and cannot go along with the horribleness 
that we see in our nation today. A nation that I'm afraid is going to pay for a lot of that stuff. They want us to heal people. Heal? I think not. I think what we're going to do, we'll go on with life. Whatever happens in this election that we have here, we're not going to give up. We'll start praying. Put hot coals on their heads. Good day, this is Tom Richardson. The Removing Confusion Podcast. Till next time. This 